Yes, yes, and you don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper, you don't stop. Another fucking hundred fucking dollar freestyle for you and your mind. Come on, yeah, you can never define anything but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average at least. Nah, preference is relative. My references consistently uh, bring you to another vicinity. I hit you with the riddles consistently. Dead in the middle, a little triply. Little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery, elegant painted in oil. Love is a flower, see how dissolving the power is dissolving the hours as well. The tower, a bell at the top of it, a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a falcon, even the gold coin and the talent that was. Um, prophesize upon earlier papyruses gaze into the irises of infinite osiruses hieroglyphical uh and welcome to savage beast uh i'm joe gallagher with me as always uh he's either a figment of my imagination or a stain on my conscience it's paul mccloud <laughs> that's very good joe that was thank well you. done thank you uh paul we listened to a uh, cool id rapping as usual to, to get us in uh cool ad's uh instagram got hacked oh no and uh it's, for a second i thought you were gonna tell me he was dead so i'm glad not, that's yeah, that's good but it's total bullshit i mean he he said that i, I follow now our uh, savage beast pod we follow his backup instagram you can find him there uh uh-huh. if you see who we follow but um he makes a lot of he said he makes you know a lot of his money through the art and freestyles that he sells through his instagram account and uh mm-hmm. it's kind of bullshit that uh you know, you can kind of uh, you fuck up two-factor authorization once, and uh, your livelihood is just fucking gone. Wait, you know? he can never get back into his Instagram. Well, it's like oh, uh, some Bitcoin scammer has it now, and it's like there's no like human recourse. It's like oh. weeks of like hoping you find someone because there's like four people that work there. You know, At compared Instagram. to like yeah, yeah, compared to like two billion people who use it. So yeah. there's, you know, the hope is just so fleeting. Yeah. Is uh, it that you would know it's actually 2 billion people who use that shit? It's a, it's a lot of fucking people. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, no, that sounds right. Massive actually number. Um, yeah. That really could be. I can't, um, I don't know the difference between Facebook and Instagram for these numbers, but yeah, Instagram is basically Facebook and it's the same people moderating the content in a lot of cases. So yeah. 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 Um, wow. Bullshit. Cool AD, yeah. go go find him on Instagram and support him. Follow his yeah. new account. Uh, also, if anybody knows the the crypto hacker who stole his account, like yeah, you know, fuck them. If you can kill them, that's fine. Yeah. Although you should actually it. try to get the password first. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes, indeed. I I was thinking about this cool AD. Like, so the backup his backup account is his tattoo account because he's like a licensed tattoo artist in LA. And I was like, I didn't know that. I was like, fuck it. I'll get a tattoo from cool AD. I was about to say that. I, that made me finally want to get a tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. He like does, he does cool shit, you know, just like a, you know, cool AD level stuff where it's like a yin yang symbol. That's like crying. And you're like, all right. It's just yeah. weird, weird stuff. Like, or is like it like a, his freestyles? Like, you have to just buy whatever he wants to put on your body. I think you could probably ask him to do something. I don't know. think it should be that way. I think it you probably should. Just, should. Yes, it should just be dealer's choice. Uh, yes, with cool ideas, your tattoo artist. Well, follow and it him. might suck. It might not be good. He's got some good. He's got some good ass tattoos. Like, they're just, does he? Okay, they're pretty. They're pretty fun. 
Um, but a few of them are like decapitated cartoon dog heads. But you know, yeah, that's what I'm them, talking about. Yeah, yeah, you get that right under your ear. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, Kool Aid tattoo. That, yeah, that it's also a dealer's choice where it goes. You know, you also get to meet Kool Aid. So I mean, that's a it's a pretty good I, deal. You get to have your body touched by Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, you can't um, can't debate that. You, you get to be penetrated by Kool Aid, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a that's great you know like where you uh i like that where you're you become famous and then you learn how to tattoo people so you can just like that's that's a good that's a good that's route a to brilliant go. move uh, cool yeah. ad is uh an artist of the people uh through and he through is. yes yes um ten dollar ten dollar no. paintings and like hundred dollar uh freestyles yeah that's that uh, is the best deal in music let me tell uh-huh. you yes honestly i think that might be Anyway, so we should they should give him his uh his Instagram account back. Yeah. They should kind of drop everything else at Instagram and give it back to him. That's They sucks. should. You Honestly, should plug his what's his new screen name so people can find him. You should plug it if you know. Let's see. Let's uh okay. Let me see. For you know, he's a friend of the show. Literally the only musician who's ever <laughs> contributed to the show. Yeah. Yeah, we don't actually like have <laughs> musicians on the show. Let's not be crazy. Let's not go crazy yeah. here. Yeah, although many times to- I've even talked to local musicians, but like, do you want to be in my podcast? And like, yeah, and then then I don't follow up. Well, you know, yeah, we are. Uh, that is tried. the way we've tried. <laughs> no, actually, that's the problem. We didn't try. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay. Uh Cool AD's new account is Abasi Dubiaku. A B A S S I D U B I A K U. Nice. Yeah. You know, I could have tried to like artfully fill that silence and I actually forgot that I was on a podcast and not like a Zoom call right there see he's got this, this <laughs> his tattoos rule he's got if you if you go there you can see his tattoos there's like a mermaid with like a ava type like 10 eye head holding a like weird crying eye thing and so it's very like uh you know tattoo artists in the time of evangelion vibe, <laughs> i'm into I that like. yes um you know uh Cool AD man, follow him. We will free him. Yeah, we'll do our best anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, the scammer, the scammer has stopped trying to sell crypto and is now just trying to scheme people out of like buying fake Cool AD art. So I feel like it's uh, really you know yeah. I feel like crypto isn't going very well for him then. I like- yeah. You're you're getting ten a hundred dollars a pop with Cool AD. I figured with crypto, you're trying to be making five figures a trade. Um, yeah, you know, Cool AD. Uh, uh, that's the thing. Crypto is uh, maybe he's just leveraged that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's. This is the scammer. It's just the scammer. Yeah. You know, he needs the big crypto hit. Mm-hmm. Can't do it without it. Yep. Damn. Well, Fuck. that fucking sucks. A guy is so he, a guy stole it to actually use it for something. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, you, you st- I think any account over like ten thousand followers, easy to steal. You know, like you go after it, mm-hmm. like you're a target. Then, yeah, no, it makes sense. Just like we're gonna be a target when the uh-huh. podcast is popular, gets hijacked. Uh-huh. Someone's just like, "Welcome no. to the Savage Beast Crypto Podcast." No, no, we're gonna have to simultaneously do fingerprint identification from each of our phones to log into this podcast. Yes, just turn turn the key. It's gonna be. No, it's gonna be more. Uh, kind of yeah. manual cold war yeah yes <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a, a red telephone line to our enemy podcast which is i don't know does do the johns does the does uh does vox have any music podcasts they can be our enemy oh, God. or pitchfork I would, never, be... I would never investigate whether <laughs> pod save america has like a music podcast fuck that <laughs> they probably do uh, I, I would rather like uh, there's so many things I'd rather do than listen to music <laughs> podcast. Like listen to the NPR music podcast. They probably have one of those things where they're like, we're evaluating Taylor Swift's uh, full discography, but from uh, yeah, uh, you know, we're doing one episode per song each week. Fucking shit! <laughs> I hate that. I don't mind. Like analyze Taylor Swift's albums all you want. But don't do a podcast series about it. It's bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we haven't actually verified that this exists. But if it doesn't exist on Pod Save America, it exists on The Ringer. So yeah. I well, The Ringer. I think that actually does exist. I feel like I know it exists. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. No, I'm with you. Well, I guess what you should uh, do is slowly, slowly. Uh, create roughly 60 hours of content about your two favorite bands, but piecemeal across this course of five years without intending to. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Paul, I was, think- I was thinking about this. Uh, should we, um, should musicians abandon albums entirely? Um, interesting. I'm going to say no, just because uh, vinyl is such a perfect format. Mm. And a 40-minute album is just right, man. It fucking crushes. What if, though, they're... I mean, but, like, if they're free of that, and there's not that pressure, Uh a lot of artists would maybe flourish in a way where they were just, like, producing singles and a couple songs at a time. Yeah, but, I mean, I I feel like... Huh. Well, A, that's what existed in the 60s. Like albums were were an evolution from that state of things um yeah where suddenly you were like meet the meet the hollies and then it yeah was like an album yeah they were like we collected their eight songs and you know eight to i guess a lot of those pop songs were like a minute 45 seconds long so it would be like a 20 song album um but uh uh yeah um I mean, certainly, I think we can say that the, uh, as we have said, uh, that the album has had uh, relevance. And then the CD era, um, it did, you know, the length really did get exploded in that, right. um, A, you could go up to 74 minutes or whatever, and B, right. they were so cheap to produce by the end that they're still producing them now, even though nobody wants or needs them. Well, that's, um, and, and the CD's <laughs> length was determined by the Sony, president of Sony wanted to get... Uh, uh, his favorite Beethoven symphony all on one disc. That's the that's where we got to the yeah, that's where we got the seventy four minute C D. 
Yeah, and as I understand it, um, they say that that is actually an unusual length uh, for that symphony to be performed. Mm. Um, like it's like ten minutes off what's typical, and I think like it was too long, or too yeah yeah like that's longer than is typical. I think ah, I interesting. Yeah, that's something so, like, I read twenty years ago. Must benefited. be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know. Um, yeah, so uh, the point is, you know, so not only though could you do longer albums with the CDs, but also they were so cheap to produce that you could uh, you could put out singles like crazy. And as we recall in the '90s, um, you know, my chief retail obsession was uh, going to any of five to eight different uh, CD emporia in Orlando and looking mm-hmm. to see if they had like Weezer or Smashing Pumpkins singles um, that had would have like one song that I wanted. Um, so yeah, I feel like, like a, the CD, a $30 Smashing Pumpkin single or like a $1, uh, sponge CD. Used. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right next to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we've made this joke before, but I saw the cover of the Ween album today where, uh, there's the, it's just like a, a girl with a bare midriff and a lot of underboob. Hmm. Um, and it instantly took me back to looking for Weezer singles directly behind that CD a million times. Oh, yes. Totally. Um, yeah. Not as uh, much. We've made that joke before because, like, smash, a lot of Smash Mouth CDs. Yes, yeah. Smashing Pumpkin CDs. And the other one I remember is Scott Weiland being behind Weezer. So, mm. um, yes, with his album 12 Bar Blues. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, oh, my point was, I think I think in the 90s, uh, you know, uh, as the CD format matured, uh, bands and record labels actually did try to, you know, throw out different lengths of things and uh, see how it worked. You know, you could throw out a CD with two songs on it and you could throw out a CD with, like we said, like 74 minutes. True. And people actually did that. Uh, the same band did both. And I... On the one hand, that seems cool, but actually, I feel like like a seventy minute album is a lot to sit through. Um, yeah. It well, yeah, especially at, at, at I don't know. I find in the last few years, I have less um, less uh, patience for that. But maybe that's a failing on my part. I don't know. So I guess my point is, yeah, you can do anything you want in streaming. Kanye even tried releasing an album that he kept changing uh, on us. Um, well, and Kanye's new album is is released only on the Donda player, the Donda player, ah, or whatever, the Stem player. Donda two is on the Stem player only. Should I get around to listening to Donda? I didn't really enjoy it too much, but uh, I mean, I think Kanye is kind of past his prime. Yeah, uh, it's very like preachy and, um, you know, the, just the, uh, yeah big state it's like stadium rock without any uh subtlety mm. behind yes. it yes yes that makes that makes plenty of sense yeah so i mm. mean i i think that i would i mean i prefer kanye producing other artists right now but uh, yeah. i think he keeps getting pissed off at the other artists so i'm not really sure if that's <laughs> a realistic scenario um but mm. I, I was telling you I was tempted oh, to get the two hundred dollar thing. Is just that is that like, the thing? Yeah, you just have this thing that plays this album. It's two hundred dollars. 
It's well, we can means, expense it to the podcast LLC. So I can't. That's a, we need to start an LLC just for that. <laughs> yeah, like we could just expense all our vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems seems legit. Totally. We're a big vinyl, old. We're a vinyl review podcast. Honestly, this is what. Uh, this is what rich guys do. They literally make companies to lose money for tax purposes, and they're under way more scrutiny than we are, Joe. That's true. We're not under a ton of scrutiny. A little bit of scrutiny, but not a ton. No. Just the right amount of scrutiny, if you ask mm. me. Um, yeah. I'm looking, actually, at the Pitchfork homepage right now, and the main headline is, uh, Kanye West's new album, Dawn to Two, ruled ineligible for billboard charts is that because oh. of this crazy sales retail scheme he has probably they're gonna punish him yeah yeah the powers that be are out to enforce things on kanye they're not gonna be happy that kanye is trying to get around them <laughs> but that's gonna be the thing i mean people like that like taylor swift kanye yeah you know. uh wu-tang with their crazy album releases yeah people like the weekend or whatever they'll be able to find uh you know, they'll either be completely embedded with these companies or they will say fuck you to them and go uh, another route. Say just yeah. download MP3s from our my website. That's it. That's yeah. the only thing available. And uh, yeah. 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 No, I mean, as as always, like there's always money in being Taylor Swift or Kanye West. The question is whether there's money in being like, uh, you know, Porridge Radio or whatever. Well, we, I mean, Radiohead proved this. They uh, yeah. have um, seem to have confirmed that there's money in solely being Radiohead without, uh, with only like sort of a like logistical support of a record company mm-hmm. behind them. Um, certainly, no need of a big record company. Yeah. Um, but again, that's easy when you're you're Radiohead. And you can be like, oh, this like giant independent record label can eventually release our CD. <laughs> after we sell like uh like twenty thousand a hundred dollar vinyls or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um they must sell more than that. It's gotta they be do. more, more than, than twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, more than that. It's a lot. Yeah. I was wondering that though. How many how many copies of like let's say of all the vinyl copies of Kid Amnesia uh, that they're selling directly? How many how many do you think they're actually selling say in the first year of its release? Cuz I honestly don't know. It could be it's got to be six figures, I think. A lot. Yeah, I yeah. think it's pretty easy for I think, you know, when you're you're that kind of artist uh Yeah. We were talking uh, on our group chat about Brandon Sanderson, the fantasy artist and like how he made like five what was it? a million dollars was it five hundred thousand yeah. a million dollars it's some ridiculous amount on just kickstarter a yeah. huge amount of kickstarter in like one day and i think that sort of is an indication of all these bands if they like were to go on to kickstarter they would make <laughs> a couple couple million dollars you that know. would be amazing yeah there needs one of these one of these soundcloud rappers needs to go on Kickstarter, like one of the really famous ones needs to go on I feel like they have right on, on kickstarter and say fund my next album and like list the expenses and it can be like lean i feel uh, like that's hap oh yes yes lean <laughs> bitches <laughs> that's two-thirds uh, of the budget right there ice for bitches there you go yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome 
like Young Thug could do that. I feel like people would do it. That would be good. Yeah, someone at that level going yeah. on. Um, that would be really interesting, actually. That'd be. I mean, they'd they'd make ten twenty million. You'd see yeah. it on Kickstarter, easy. Yeah, I'm not going to release an album unless this hits ten million. Yeah, everybody <laughs> would jump on that, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then you're then then just imagine the content for two years or whatever, however long it takes them, as people go like, is he actually going to do it or to just rip off all his fans? <laughs> Well, that's and that's my Radiohead prediction. I mean, that's my Radiohead projection with this is like they they get a few million dollars in committed, a few million in committed dollars for you know when mm-hmm. one of these things comes out, and that's you know they split it up. Yeah, which is fine. You know, you get three hundred thousand dollars every five years, fine, and you're also got you've also got all these like royalties coming in from your oh yeah they've got mechanical so much money. rights and all that stuff. You're you're making tons of money. Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. Um, no, that once you're at that level, like just the residuals of shit must be enough yeah. to fund a pretty comfortable ass life. Well, that's. I mean, I we know that from uh, Mr. Billy Corgan, where he just like occasionally he can he's kind of like uh, revealed that he could just say, "Oh yeah, I can Visa can use today in a commercial, and it's just twenty mil." Yeah, you know, to exactly. fund the next five years of whatever he wants to do, like just straight up. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, the that's true. The commercial numbers must be so good if you put if you have a really famous pop song to offer them. Yeah, man. They just they just drop it. They don't have you know they, these companies don't care. That's, yeah. Once I found out that. Um, uh, you know, whatever cell phone company gave like Owen Wilson 20, not Owen, Luke Wilson 20 mil to be in the commercial because they were like, uh, yeah. it was like Verizon was mad at Sprint for stealing the Can You Hear Me Now guy. So yeah. they like just paid Luke Wilson $20 million to be in there, <laughs> like fat Luke Wilson. And I was like, oh shit, these people just like, yeah, you just do nothing. Yeah. They just throw this money around. It doesn't matter. No, there's money in being one of the, you know, thousand most famous people. What is Luke Wilson? The, is he the thousandth most fra- famous person in, let's say, the Western culture? Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, full of, I'm full of interesting over-unders today. Broadly, that's there's this thing where, like, how broadly someone is known versus how deeply mm. they're known so you're saying as an influencer which is actually pretty relevant to what we're talking about here yeah yeah i mean when you're like okay kim kardashian um my 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 conjecture was always that kobe was the most famous person in mm-hmm. like la you know that was like part of the yeah obviously the uh you know the tragedy of his death was you know uh but <laughs> you know, a young father dying along with his daughter, but also like literally, I think the most famous person in LA dying, like, um, and there's no like Leonardo DiCaprio isn't more, I guess with the common people, sports probably beats Hollywood. My thing is like, if you're going into a restaurant, like, Mm -hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio is going in and Kobe's going in, people are like, I'm sorry, Leo, Kobe's, Kobe's here. (laughs) Interesting. Basketball players a have a, bit, have a very big advantage just by being tall here. Yeah, everybody's um, chanting Kobe in the restaurant. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and know? that's the thing. I guess in LA, like everybody likes Kobe. 
yeah. whereas plenty of people might be like, I don't, Leonardo DiCaprio is a, uh, yes, gay. the approval ratings <laughs> for retired Kobe were probably yeah. like 95%. Like, yes, yeah, uh, like through the roof. Uh-huh. Like I even agree. people who are like, uh yeah, you know, uh he definitely raped that woman, but you know, I you know, I'm going to check approve. Like <laughs> that's just I feel yeah. like he was at that level. Yeah. Ah, this reminds me of when somebody suggested improving the NBA's social justice by making Kobe the logo instead of a white guy. Um but <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> few issues with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so easy to find a a black guy who didn't have that particular issue. <laughs> yes, yes. Just, so just many. anyone else. <laughs> uh, but That's anyway, what's funny. The funny thing is that like people give like LeBron such shit and such shit, and he's like, no one could be like more like on the up and up than him. Yeah. Literally never had a personal scandal of any kind. It's no. all business and encore no. stuff. Like I is is too focused on basketball to have a scandal, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. somehow more than Jordan is just like, yeah, I just gotta play basketball. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think Jordan loved I think LeBron loves basketball. I think Jordan loved winning basketball. You know what I'm yes. saying? Jordan and Kobe were like such competitors that they were like yeah. they were maniacs. Yeah. And LeBron is more of a, a an artist. He yes. yeah, he just likes to he likes the game to be perfect in his brain. Well, that's how you know LeBron's LeBron's going to end up as Super Kareem and that's going to yes. be where we're at where we're like comparing yeah. Jordan to Super Kareem. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like twice as many se- great seasons, mm-hmm. and they were at least ninety eight percent as good as yeah. Jordan's seasons. Yep, yep. Uh, can't wait to hear about that for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> you know, hopefully, maybe uh, Ja, maybe Ja Morant will be better than both of them, and we can just like kind of let it go. Who could actually be better? I don't know no if that one, man no is on the stage. The, yeah, yeah, no one there yet some yeah. uh some someone to come yeah even luca uh, i don't think can quite get to that level yeah uh, someone well someone has to win i was thinking about this someone has to like threaten to win between like five to seven championships like in a row you know yeah but i mean i thought uh, lebron might be the that? best player of all time when he had two championships like Totally, yes. But I mean, so I mean, like, I mean, you to, have to, to be to the best player in the them. league for like a fucking decade, is what you have to do. It's crazy. Yeah, like Giannis would have to like keep winning for years yeah. and years and years. Like, yeah, in, yeah. If Giannis a, was in, still like, this good when he's thirty six, we might be able to talk about it. You know? Yes, yes. And had won f- four or five championships by that. Point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Luca the same. Yeah, but uh, no, and I mean, but I mean, neither of them has been as good as peak LeBron yet, anyway. So. Devin uh, Booker, five-time <laughs> NBA champ. I, he's 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 the LeBron of my heart. How did we get into the celebrity conversation? Who were we talking about? Kobe, and then before that, it was, uh, it was we. Luke you said that because of oh, tragedy. Luke, oh, Luke, oh, Luke Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> All of these people are more famous than Luke Wilson, so he's at best the twelfth most famous person. We've already determined. Yeah, uh, he's probably in the like hundred <laughs> mid hundreds, I think. Yeah, because I think you kind of drop. I think it drops off pretty quickly. Like when yeah, you're, yeah. If you've got movie stars, like you've been in fate, you're you've been in movies, like yeah, well known movies. I think you're you're in the hundreds then. 
Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, pretty. Cool. But I mean, he was like, he was in like, I don't know. Let's say, what do you think he had? Maybe five like really mass popular roles that people would know. Like I've seen him in more movies than that. So but, like, like Royal, Royal Tenenbaums. Old school. Old school. Old school is probably like that's probably number one for him, right? Yeah, I would have to think so. Um, I mean, uh. I don't think idiocracy really. Most people have seen that. It's like an internet thing, but not a mass thing. Let's see what. Let's see what IMDb. Okay, he's known for old school, uh-huh. Royal Tenenbaums, uh-huh. Bottle Rocket. And yeah. See, we're already into movies. No, yeah. nobody's seen. Vacancy. But he was sort of around. Like he was in a movie with Drew Barrymore. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. But that was all like. 15 plus years ago at this point so like how famous is he really but i guess enough that verizon's like yeah yeah people who are you know forming families and buying things definitely know who you are so we'll give you 20 million dollars yeah and 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 uh yeah it's it's interesting he's not in a ton of movies like in like charlie's angels and legally blonde yeah yeah see that's like where he racked up some some credits that people have seen him in stuff, even if he wasn't the lead of those movies. And showing up in Anchorman as like mm-hmm. the NPR dude. Yeah, absolutely. Being an Anchorman is a big deal for rewatchability. Yeah, but that's kind of that's where he, he there's like a line there. I feel like yeah. that's sort of that time. Like he was just kind of hanging around with people. Yeah, and then he, did he actually try and kill himself, or is that Owen? Bill? No, Owen killed him. Tried to kill himself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Still with us, thankfully. Yeah. 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 That would be depressing. Yeah, it was depressing that he even tried. Yeah. Uh, God, Owen. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Elliot, come on, man. Elliot Smith. Don't don't go Elliot Smith. Nobody, I mean, you know. I mean, even though your brother. To an Elliot Smith song. Which is, someone pointed that out, that it was like, that was before Elliot Smith died, that they used that song. Yeah, that's a real suicide is, moment. The scene yeah. is extremely dark now. <laughs> yeah, Much which it darker. already was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, just seeing how, like, obviously it's movie magic, but just seeing how f- cut up his wrists are was like hard to look at. In a, it's probably the most you know hard to handle moment in a Wes Anderson film. Now that I think about it, totally. Um, yes. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Elliot Smith is. I mean, I love his music, but there's not. It's hard to be in the place to listen to it. I mean, I got yeah. I got this beautiful uh, edition of EXO from um, the Tucson record store that does, or Arizona. Maybe it's an Arizona record store. Zia? Yeah. They do yeah, yeah. great uh, limited they're, editions. They're, they're Phoenix and Tucson. Yeah. But I got the EXO, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I listened to it once, but I'm like, I don't, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, exactly. It's, you're not in the mood to kind of just be like... No, that's how I kind of feel about uh, P.J. Harvey's uh, White Chalk. It's just like it's, it's just like grim. <laughs> yeah, so grim. Do you think Elliot Smith killed himself? What did he die of a heroin overdose? No, a stab wound to the heart. Yeah, he killed himself. The rumor is his girlfriend did it. Oh, interesting. Well, hmm. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. He died from two stab wounds to the chest. Okay. <laughs> well, that starts to change things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
This starts to get into did Andy Dick kill Phil, Phil Hartman territory. Yeah, well, that's even less related, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I could read the Wikipedia article on it right now, but I don't know if we want to get that grim. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't have much else to talk about, so we might as well talk about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, trigger warning, all of you. This is uh, Wikipedia's account of Elliot Smith's death. Smith died on October 21st, 2003, at the age of 34. Ah, now I'm just remembering how old 34 seemed to me when in 2003. Um, from two stab wounds to the chest. At the time of the stabbing, he was at his Lemoyne Street home in Echo Park, California, where he lived with his girlfriend, Jennifer Chiba. According to Chiba, the two were arguing, and she'd... Lo- By the way, they're like... We've passed like four citations already. Um... Uh-huh. And she locked herself in the bathroom to take a shower. Chiba heard him scream, and upon opening the door, saw Smith standing with a knife in his chest. She pulled the knife out, after which he collapsed, and she called 911 at 12.18 p.m. Smith died in the hospital with the time of death listed as 1.36 p.m. A possible suicide note written on a sticky note read, I'm so sorry, love Elliot, God forgive me. In the coroner's report of the note, the name Elliot is misspelled as... Uh, with two T's, is misspelled as Elliot with one T. While Smith's death was reported as a suicide, the official autopsy report released in December 2003 left open the question of homicide. Um, he was cremated. Um, uh. Yeah. That's kind of like, I yeah. mean, I, you know, okay, that that to me it's like, the cops just wouldn't miss a chance to yeah. Uh, accuse someone of murder. So that's, that's fair. And then fans, of course, wouldn't miss a chance to accuse the evil girlfriend of murder um, is the other thing. Yes. Uh, and I mean, you know, the I, I'm I'm kind of a skeptic, you know, Kurt Cobain. People think he was murdered. I It's yeah, obviously not like he was yeah. just did a lot of heroin and killed himself. <laughs> like, yeah. And was just obviously an unhappy person. And that's also the thing about Elliot Smith is like. Like, uh, obviously, the vast majority of sad artists do not kill themselves. But evidence that Elliot Smith was sad. What yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. I agree with you. It's uh, it's worth that. You know, two stab wounds. One always has to at least be like, hmm, mm. yeah. But you know, maybe you tried, and then you were like, wow, that hurts so bad. I just want to end this. Yeah. yeah, you would see missing and just kind of being like, I'd hurt, but I'm not dead. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, if she didn't kill him, I feel really bad for his poor girlfriend because that's a horrifying story. It uh, does suck. Like, really bad. You get out of the shower and he's just there. Ugh. And Damn. Or randomly killing him. I mean, that kind of also sucks. Yeah, yeah. She oh, well, I mean, but the other possibility is that him. she... I thought the other possibility was that she murdered him, but I guess it would also suck to have murdered Elliot Smith, but yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. In like a crime of passion. <laughs> yeah. Or even on purpose, you know, cold-blooded killing can't feel great. Yeah. No, probably not. Murder is its own punishment. No further justice required. <laughs> it sucks enough to murder someone. You don't have to go to jail. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's good bleeding heart lib justice we've come up with. Mm-hmm. Kamala with her tan suit coming in. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, we covered that. Joe, is uh, is LCD's sound system getting back together? Apparently, they're doing residencies. I feel like he's already... I mean, he kind of broke that band up like several years ago, and then like... Yeah, he was I like, it's two, done. Two years ago, he was like, no, we're coming back. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, LCD sound system is him, is just James Murphy. No, there's some other dudes, I feel like. Well, in the band, like when they're touring, but he... Well, from he's what, like the main guy, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. From what I, I mean, like, like him, like singing over like samples is that's LCD sound system at its core. I mean, I think he, from what I know about him, he's like kind of an obsessive uh, sampler. That makes of, sense. Like old school techno and dance music. Yeah. I mean, he was a producer a before he was stuff. even a musician, as far as anybody knew. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah, huh. he was producing people in that like early 2000s New York scene before Yeah. uh LCD Sound System started up. Like uh 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 what is the name of the band? The Rapture. Yes. 2003 Pitchfork Album of the Year band, The Rapture. That's, produced I mean, by... you know, The Rapture was good. They were fun. And yeah. I mean, that's I that of course I still like The Rapture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all the like when you're like, oh yeah, the fact that it's just like this crazy percussion mm-hmm. indie rock is uh, all. The man Murphy. knows his way around a compressor with yes, with percussion for sure, and, and hitting a like drum machine button. Yes. Hey, there's an it's art to cowbell it. Cowbell button. Here we go. Actually, you know that's that's House my. Of- my single Damn most annoying. <laughs> there you go. That was that was the cowbell button for sure. My single most uh, uh, the single most annoying bad uh, populist music take uh, thing to me is when people listen to like you know it seems like kind of a simple dance track and they say like they 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 get all mad that somebody is rich and famous for this and say well I could do that I just give me five minutes I could do that and I always want to be like fucking go do it bitch go become a world famous musician then um why haven't you done it yeah and the fact is if you spend five minutes doing it you'll be like oh jesus christ (laughs) this sounds like shit (laughs) um but people say that i've heard like i don't know a dozen people in my life say that kind of thing well that's you know you want to be in in justice and just kind of like you know play yeah samples and uh then you can go to uh the the whole point is then you get to go to a you know play a a set where you're just basically like smoking cigarettes and pressing buttons yeah people are like yeah that sounds fun but like you have to actually like make the song first yeah you do have to do that and i mean the thing is once you make a couple of them then you can actually pay ghost producers to continue making more songs for you and it really is just a factory system at that point I know a DJ who has worked on some very famous tracks, uh, completely uncredited, as far as anybody knows. That's awesome. What do they yeah. get? Do they get paid well for those tracks? I mean, well enough. Um, he's not rich, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a living. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I am Drake, so that you know. <laughs> 
doesn't it really doesn't pay well. I feel like our Jewish friend Lyle is the closest to being Drake. He does have a Drake like quality to it. <laughs> He's the Drake of high finance. Um He would go into the studio if insulted, that's for sure. <laughs> he would have a secret son and get called out by Pusha T for it. <laughs> That would be extreme. That would be extreme. <laughs> uh, man, I actually just thought about that for the first time in a while the other day. And then I was like, then I was like, for the, maybe for the first time I thought about like, you know, if I were in that situation where like <laughs> you uh, accidentally conceived a child that was really inconvenient. And if you refuse to acknowledge it, like, damn, that's some cold shit. Well, that's where, like, I wonder, like, uh, there's a, uh, what is the, like, what level are they operating at where they do these, these tracks? Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we think, like, are you saying, did Pusha T really mean that? Or what are you saying? Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, because and then Drake like did his two diss tracks, which I enjoy uh, mm-hmm. about. Um, I can't think of well, I can't think of the rapper's name that he was mad at. He did, oh, uh, yeah. Charged up and back to back. Well, let's look it up. Duh, duh, duh. And that was fun. I mean, it was just fun that Drake was. Uh, Going full yeah. on, making fun of someone. Oh, Meek Mill. Yes. Yeah. Um. Who? Uh, well, yeah. I guess joke on Meek Mill. He ended up in jail, so you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 conceivably unjustly, yeah. Yes, he got out, and then yeah. uh, was flown by helicopter to the Sixers game. So you know. Yes, by Robert Kraft, his best friend. Which is See, pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. What the fuck? I, Sorry, you, that's some uh, you know I don't want to be uh, weird, but that's some pedophile shit. <laughs> what if that is it? Bill is best friends with Robert Kraft. What, what, they're both going to Little St. James. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were saying that Robert Kraft was fucking Meek Mill. Um, that would also be funny. Yeah, maybe but, it is. Maybe they're maybe they're just like you know. Like Damn. star-crossed gay lovers, and that's well, why he had to get his bro out. Yeah, not to be. Well, yes, yes. It's unlikely. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that approach. Yeah, uh, but, I but feel no, like they're still more in the Jeff. Both like just Jeffrey Epstein clients. Yeah, they're like Epstein bros. Like they had just like a really a really lit time on Little St. James one time, and so then they were like, "Bro, if you got my back, I got your back." forever what's like eskimo brothers but like epstein yeah it's just epstein brothers hmm oh god awful uh, <laughs> this is fuck. the darkest savage beast episode yeah just like I, sorry <laughs> 10 seconds into that that was not a good riff <laughs> jesus it's pretty bad very bad uh, very bad <laughs> Oh man, uh, but I'm not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> well, re- rot 
Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, and Bill Clinton with you soon enough. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein when you die 20 years from now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you're right. I totally forgot that he's still alive. Um, he's done a yeah. good job of laying low. I'll give he's him that. He's a Mossad asset. He's in, um, mm. you know, he's in the Middle East. Damn. What if what if Jeffrey Epstein assassinated Vladimir Putin to end the war? What if Jeffrey Epstein killed Elliot Smith? Whoa, bro. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, damn. That's how he got his you have to like uh to be Jeffrey Epstein, you have to like have some emo cred. So <laughs> it's like part of the like sacred circle to make sure your frozen head survives. Yeah, you got to have taste. I mean, that's part of being a hedonist is you have to have like opinions about art of some kind or another. You got to be king emo. Yeah, like the Marquis de Sade, but he had an amazing art collection. Um probably. Oh yeah. He was a, a nobleman and an esthete, if nothing else. Too much of one. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, point? Good point. Very good point. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Joe, what have you been listening to lately? What have I been listening to? Um... I'm holding in my hands a uh, a Neil Young vinyl that he released in 2006 of a concert at the Fillmore with Crazy Horse in 1970, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Tight. That just yeah. sounds good. That's just quality. You just know that's good. Yeah, it has. It's a it's a whole bunch of tracks from uh, not exclusively, but from uh, everybody knows. Everyone knows this is nowhere. Mm-hmm. which is his best album if you ask me including the two long ones where he just fucks er, er, freaks out on the guitar fucks out yes that doesn't make any sense um, um which makes it a great live choice because like you get a different version of those songs this way it's pretty nice that is i've been listening to uh caroline polacek who's kind of the uh indie um She's like kind of the TikTok indie indie pop goddess of the moment. She has a new new track out called Billions, which is just, um, I think like glitchy alt production has become the mainstream now. Okay. So you're like, oh, there's like a lot of weird loops in this and stuff. This is really out there. And then you're like, no, this is just what everyone listens to. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's like yeah. when... Well, I'm trying to think of a good example of when something that seemed far out became pop. I don't know. Um, uh, it's also well. There's a there's maybe a convenient example in there as well that there's like also these like choral uh, Sufian hits, like mm. where you're like, wow, it's out there that he was like using horns and like, uh, you know, oh, it seemed like folk influences, and now that's like the most popular pop albums are like Sufian type. Mm. Um, instrument, yeah. you know, yeah, symphonic, symphonics. Work. Yes, what do we call that? Symphonic Sym- folk. Yeah, there you go. Symphonic yeah. pop is that what people used to call those bands? I can't remember. Yeah, what was? Yeah, that'd be interesting. What was Sufian? What was like 
Illinois called in like 2003. No, Illinois. no, no. There was no. I know there was a term for this. Like the polyphonic spree and the arcade fire, are all sort of part of this. Um, same. Polyphonic spree. That was yeah. That was a different one. But they're all part of this. They they all got the same label, is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to. I'm popularly. I'm not making any personal judgments here. Uh, what was it anyway? Uh, Carolyn Palachik. Um, looks like she needs a meal. Um, but uh, she. You know, I have to say, like, I don't like to say that, but she does. Uh, look. Um, she just you know looks a little gaunt. That's all I'm saying. She looks gaunt. Yes, her picture is. Um, and this is not uh, like a. I'm not trying to body shame anybody. I just hope she's healthy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so Wikipedia lists Polyphonic Spree as a choral rock band. Choral but rock. But like that's. Uh, no, no, no. It psychedel- was psychedelic pop, symphonic rock. Psych- symphonic else. rock is the term that I'm thinking of. Okay, symphonic rock. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So. Oh yeah, but no. Um. I feel like pop got a little Aphex 20 at one point or something, and like that's an example of this. Like there would be little percussion things that made me think of IDM. Yes, yes. There's an IDM, definitely an IDM influence here. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Let's. Well, see. Lana Del Rey. Like even early. Like I was listening to some yeah. early Lana Del Rey. Like there's just those those like little hints of, uh, you know glitchy weird production yeah that started like even in the 2000s started to populate a lot of this stuff yeah totally um all right i'll check out carolyn palachik or polishek founded the indie pop band chairlift yes that's so that's kind of like where she started okay so she's not a young i don't feel like i remember chairlift yeah they were a little um they're a little too poppy. Gotcha. It's well, like know. if, um, not churches, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, I'm not gonna be able to think of this other band. Oh no, I feel like I know what you're saying. Like, um, I want to say tennis. Tennis, or... yeah, tennis is a good one. But uh-huh. um, uh, okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna reverse engineer this. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> All right. While you look at that, I'm going to read. So the other thing about this uh, Fillmore album is like you look at the front cover and it's a picture of the marquee that night Mm -hmm. in 1970. And right under Neil Young and Crazy Horse, it says Miles Davis. I was like, really? A double bill of Neil Young and Crazy Horse Mm. and Miles fucking Davis? Um, And you open it up and the artwork is a reprinting of somebody's review of the show. Um Mm from a newspaper it does not indicated who the author or what the publication was um but so they they go on you know we get about five paragraphs of neil young praise at the start of the review and uh yeah they're they're all thrilled with neil young in this uh, article and then we get to like the sixth paragraph it says for all intents and purposes jazz has been a dormant if not dead issue for the last couple of years not many jazzmen have explored new directions. Miles Davis is one of the few jazz musicians who is constantly walking down new avenues in music. Hmm. It does not seem that he has found the right one with his new electrified quintet. In his set at the Fillmore, the group performed one extended number, an atonal offering featuring alternating solos by members of the group, 
With the exception of Miles' all-too-brief crystal-like solos, the rest of the work by the quintet was boring and repetitive. The audience showed its dissatisfaction and lack of interest politely by going out to the lobby instead of the usual apparent Fillmore audience vocal restlessness. This was probably because of the esteem in which Miles Davis was regarded in any hall, rock arenas included. And then it reveals that St- the Steve Miller band actually fucking opened the show. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, Miles Davis getting roasted in 1970 um, by uh, some guy who really liked Neil Young in, like, the New York Post or something. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, man. Would have been nice to be back. That's a nice privilege to have. I know. I also just thought it was funny that Neil Young decided to, like, that's the main thing you see when you open up the the artwork of the album. That Neil Young decided to <laughs> include this like sick burn on Miles Davis in the reissue he did thirty six years after the fact. And I wondered if that meant anything, or if he's just like, well, I like the stuff he said about me. Uh, <laughs> um, Fantagram is the name of the band I was thinking of. Oh, okay, got you. Yes. That's a good. That's a great example of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, what is the exact? I like sort of a dubstepy type thing, maybe. I don't know. Or dub. Yeah. Dub, not dubstep. Um, it's funny that dub and dubstep are actually nothing like each other. It's just a kind of electronic pop. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, electronic. There's so much electronic music. Um, what is purity ring? Are you asking Siri or me? No, I'm asking you. What, like, what kind of music? Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. Um, Purity Ring. Let's find out. Oh my God, I'm getting because it's not like trip hop. Actual purity. Oh, it actually, yeah, it's not. But I, it's there's a relationship there now that you mentioned. We'll just call it electronic pop. Yeah. Synth pop, trip. Oh, people do call it trip pop. Dream pop is like a. Okay. I don't know. It's like, yeah, maybe they're just their own thing that's slightly trip poppy and slightly uh, synth poppy. Looking at the associated. might be a bad example because they're very, like, they have, like, a very weird, specific sound. But even that, I feel like I know something that it's from, but maybe I don't because I can't come up with it. It's like Uh, asking if Smashing Pumpkins are grunge. It's like, well, yes, but also, like,. Not no, yeah. it's like psychedelic. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Eighties alternate, like alternative yeah. rock, like yeah. projected forward. Totally, it's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, Purity rings associated acts on Wikipedia: John Hopkins, whom I love, uh, Grimes, also love, Danny Brown, whom I love, but is he associated with Purity Ring? Did he like rap on well, now, one like, of their songs like, or something? Yeah, that's associated. Is not like similar. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. I still don't feel like they're associated. I feel like they collaborated. Because like when you when you look at purity rings, like fans also like you get like washed out baths. I don't know. I feel Uh, like when I Grimes, maybe I have always misunderstood this, but I always took the associated acts part of the little Wikipedia box to mean that like these these are like professionally working together on a on an ongoing basis or at least a significant period of their time. Well, no, uh, while active. I, yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's like depends on the, whoever is like the person. Yes, it, but I think it's meant to be that there's like okay, the breeders are an associated act with the Pixies. Like they're not like working together. Yeah, 
but like well but yeah yeah exactly like a pretty associated act yeah no, no no totally yeah yeah so if you share important personnel yeah totally the pixies and and the breeders are very much related in the sense that they both have full-time members that are the same person um uh but like like looking at this wikipedia article on purity ring they um recorded two songs with danny brown (laughs) so yeah that's a yes well there you're right at the like edge of that i say no at that point not even close um also this is like strangely short uh, wikipedia article for purity ring but maybe they sort of died off you should write more man (laughs) maybe they sort of died off after like two albums now that i think about it they had three out they had three i have their third album that's really good all right, so maybe you should write it. You, I think you like Purity Ring more than I do. I should. I've seen them. Ooh, I've seen them twice. There you go. I've seen them nuts. <laughs> I've seen them nonce. <laughs> nonce. Uh, um. All right. I'm gonna yeah. go to bed. I was gonna say. I think. I think we hit it, Joe. It's time. Uh, a pleasure. A pleasure uh, as end. always with ooh what should we listen end with i have a danny brown track we could play at the end all right let's play danny brown track all right should i actually play it or we'll just i'll send it to you now nah, we'll just put it in it yeah all right all right hitting stop hitting stop